Strive Coaching Studio, guiding business leaders to meet the highest version of themselves. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Well, good. So just to get things started, this is the Strive Coaching Studio podcast. And today I wanted to change things up a little bit. And we are not only am I coming to everybody on video, but I'm also having a guest today, which is super exciting. Um, I really wanted to explore the topic of mixing business and marriage and, and how to set up for success with that. I, I personally have owned a business with my husband and it was the only thing we, we owned a business the entire time that we um, we're married actually. So that was an interesting and yet super successful opportunity for us, not without its challenges, of course. And, um, and I actually work together with other clients who either work together with their spouses, are considering working together with their spouses, or have family businesses. And so I'm starting to notice that there's some need and interest in understanding and maybe getting some advice and guidance. And I thought, what better person to bring over to talk about this? I wish I knew Jessica a long, long, long time ago, um, but I'm very fortunate to have gotten to know her super well in the past year. Her name is Jessica Farmer and she is a certified life and marriage coach and she loves helping clients create powerful and connected marriages where both spouses feel empowered to pursue their dreams and be their best selves together. And I wanna welcome her to be a part of this discussion about marriage and business. So welcome, Jessica. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. This is one of my favorite topics. So thank you for bringing me on here. Isn't it wonderful? So what was your first reaction when I said, let's, let's talk about marriage and business. I know you don't talk about business all the time in, in every, in your every day, but what, what were you thinking when I, when I mentioned <laughs> this, this to you? Uh, like my first reaction was like, like that, like what, I'm not a business coach, but then I was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, like this is totally like, because I have several clients who are in this situation, right? Where they are in like a family business or they're working with their spouse. And and I think it's it's becoming more and more common. Mm -hmm. And especially, but even more than that, like, you know, out, coming out of pandemics, like so many people maybe weren't necessarily working with their spouses, but are all of a sudden like working in the same vicinity as their spouse, right? Like, yes. And which brings up all sorts of feelings and emotions and problems. <laughs> so, um, so I'm just like excited and I love this topic. I think it's going to be so much fun. Me too. It is going to be fun. Cause I think when it's, when we think about it, talk about it and, and really provide some people, some good guidance, it can be an amazing experience for everybody involved. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. And, and I love, there's nothing better than family businesses or generational businesses or where spouses who have really strong relationships can really come together and create something huge together. It just makes it that yeah. much better. Yeah. Well, and I think like, I'm, I'm, a, I love history. I love looking at history, especially like histories of like families and like, you know, the dynamics and everything like that. And really like this model modern model of like what a family is, you know, where there's like 
the nuclear family and the, you know, the 1950s version where the father goes off to work and the mom stays at home, you know, where there is that like separation of work and home. This is a fairly new construct, like just within like the last hundred years or so, right? Like this is a new thing. Traditionally in that history of the world, like every business was a family business, like husbands and wives always worked together to provide for their families. And so this is like the idea of that, that should be separate or that it's best if it's separate is historically not accurate. (laughs) That is a really interesting concept. I never even thought about that before. That is a really great point. Yeah. And so I love that like so many families and relationships are kind of bringing that back together because it can be, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit, but it can bring so many benefits to, to your marriage and to the business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's a great segue to kind of talk about some of the benefits, Um, you know, and I'm sure you've heard plenty from your clients as to why they, why they do it and why they see it as an advantage, of course. Um, And yeah, go, go ahead. What do you, what are your thoughts? No, I think when it works and when you are, when a couple can, can get, work out all the kinks, (laughs) you know, and kind of manage that, um, manage that transition. It can really enhance the intimacy of your marriage. It can really bolster that feeling of like, of teamwork and having like a partnership with marriage where you are both working to together for the benefit of of each of you as individuals, but also for your whole family, right? Like it really is kind of, it's the embodiment of that partnership marriage that we're all looking for. And like, it just, you work on your, the level of trust, right. And, and the level of communication, just, you get more opportunities to practice those skills in multiple settings. So like, once you do that, you've become masters at it. I absolutely love that because uh, what I hear so often is that's where their trust is the greatest is with their spouse and with their family members. So that's what brings having that foundation of trust is many times what triggers the start of a lot of these um, spouse or family businesses that I've experienced at least is, you know, you can count on that other person and you know how hard they're going to be invested in the long term. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that level of trust and that level of like getting to know each other in multiple situations, right? You get to, to know each other and accept each other in like every, every scenario, right? You, and, and when you see your spouse in all those different scenarios, like that builds so a much deeper connection and a much deeper intimacy. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And somebody said a great quote to me recently, which I thought was wonderful. I don't know who, who, um, originated it, but it was something along the lines of a leader is only as good as their marriage. Mm, And that really struck me because the foundation of that marriage being strong is so necessary in your work life, whether you work with your spouse or not, but especially when you, when yeah. you have a spouse. 
Yeah. I love that because it really is like when you're, when you're talking about like relationships and like the, the science behind it, right? Like we, and the psychology behind it, you know, we start those, we always, we start with that foundational relationship of like a parent and child. Right. Mm. And that provides the security and success for anything else that that child does. Right. When you have a secure attachment with a parent, like you have a child who is more outgoing and is willing to take more risks. And, you know, it just provides a lot more resilience for that child. And then as we progress and as we grow that, that attachment changes from being attached to a parent to being attached to a spouse or a romantic partner. And the, but the same thing is true, right? When, when we have that secure attachment with our, with our partner, it provides like that foundation for anything else that you're going to do. Right. And, and of course that doesn't mean that if you don't have a good marriage that you can't be successful. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. It's just, this is statistically speaking that like it does, it gives you a more solid foundation so that you can, you feel that security and that, um, resilience when things do go wrong, right. You have that, that solid foundation to come back to. Yeah, that stability is key. And, you know, when there's not stability, you are going to take that wherever you go. Um, So whether it's whatever you're, whatever you're bringing into the situation um, is going to, going to resonate through all areas of your life. Right. And like, I just want to emphasize that, that that is like how our brains are designed to work right? We're designed to have, we are as humans, we are social creatures and we are designed to have that, that strong attachment. And that that's, that's how anthropologically, like that's how our, our, um, our brains have evolved. And so it's, it's good and it's natural to have that, that attachment. I think sometimes we tend to think like, oh, I shouldn't have that attachment because then I'm, then I'm relying on somebody else or I'm, you know, but really, no, it's good. We're designed to, to have that connection with, with a, with a significant person. And so, and that's when we are, when we have that attachment, that's when we're able really to shine. Yeah. Absolutely. So when, before we kind of get too far into kind of all the ways we can make, make it successful, where are some of the areas where you've, you've heard or seen where there are some pitfalls or some problems or people kind of get into a little trouble or, or need some guidance even? Yes. Because like when we're talking about, like, of course, we're talking about the ideal situation, (laughs) right? And none of us, none of us are in the ideal situation, right? Like there's always going to be something, but I think like the biggest pitfalls are always like, first and foremost is communication, right? Like it's like communication is key as like in any relationship, but especially if you've got a business going on too. And so like learning those communication skills, but even more so than like learning the do's and don'ts, it's really like learning to understand first what's going on in your own brain. Mm -hmm. So then, then you can use the, the tactics to communicate that with your, with your spouse Yeah, and, and vice versa. What do you recommend um, one does to kind of help themselves through that process to really be able to recognize it 
in the moments when they need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the trick <laughs> is recognizing it in the moment. And at first, like it's, it's very, the very first step is like being aware after the fact, Yeah. right? Like yeah. you're looking back at the situation and you're like, oh, I see what I was doing there. I can see that I said that thing because I was afraid that he was going to reject me or something like that. Like it's the recognition after the fact. And then once you do that enough, you're, you're carving that new neural pathway in your brain, right? You're training, you're literally training your brain to react differently to situations. And the more that you do that after the fact, the easier it becomes to remember it in the moment. And it does take practice, right? Like this isn't something yeah. that happens overnight. Absolutely. It, like we, like we talk about all the time when you're not getting a result that you want, that's your first clue. Let's yes. We yeah. need to look at this a little harder. Yeah. I was just uh, talking to a client the other day about how like really the first indication that something isn't right is if you are if you find yourself getting angry or frustrated or resentful <laughs> a lot, right? If you're, ha if you have those like three emotions coming up a lot, then that is a really in good indicator that there is something going on in your brain that needs some attention. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say that because certainly all of our human brains can do that many times yeah. for a variety of different situations. And sometimes these emotionally charged type situations, especially if they have to do with business and money can exasperate that even more. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm talking about like, if it's, if, you know, it out of like, out of like 30 out, if you have 30 interactions with your spouse in the last, I don't know, week yeah. and 25 of them have left you feeling angry, frustrated, <laughs> or resentful. We have a trend. <laughs> then there, there's a trend there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, one of the points I wanted to make sure we made in this, in this podcast for everyone is really remembering that, you know, your marriage is an entity of its own and it has its own life and it's, it, and it stands, you know, together with the two of you as, a, as pillars to support it. And so is your business. And I think sometimes a lot of people believe that they are their business when it's a family business or a couple business or even an individual. And that's not the case. You have a fiduciary legal responsibility to lenders and possibly investors and other credit facilities and, and a variety of other people and really making sure to recognize that the two need to be strong and stand on their own. And, and you, you have a responsibility to it. It isn't yes. who you are. Yeah. And I think like to that point, it's, you know, making sure that you're taking time to nurture the, nurture the relationship in as its own entity, yeah. you know, like it, it, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, there are, there are three parts of your marriage. There's you, your spouse and the marriage, you know, the relationship and each of those, each of those participants, you know, each of those parts needs to be nurtured and cared for in its own, Very true. in its own container, you know, and then of course you add the business in and there's another, you know, element there. Right. And so, yeah, like there in each of them needs to have its own care plan. You know, it needs to have its own, um, plan for how it's, how you're going to nurture and cultivate that. 
Yeah, that's, that's really true. Really true. And it's hard for people to sometimes keep that in mind when, when it's your emotions and your family and your spouse in, in, in the middle of all of it, for sure. Um, other, other, um, common pitfalls you see or problems that, that are typical that you run into. Yeah. So in addition to, to the communication aspect, which, you know, is always huge. I think there can tend to be this idea of idealization, right? Like we, we want it to, we have all of these grand ideas for how it's going to be. And we do for marriage in general, Yeah. but then also like when you bring the business in, it's going to, it's going to be great when I can retire my husband and he's going to come work for the business. And, you know, and when it actually happens, you know, then, you know, the reality sets in and there are some, then you're faced with the, with the reality of that, maybe I don't really know how to (laughs) communicate with my spouse very well. (laughs) Maybe I don't really know what I want. Maybe our, you know, the, the structure of our relationship, like, how is this going to work in a marriage? Like who, who has, who has the final say of what, like, what's the, what are the, our, our definitive roles, right? Like those things are all things that need to be worked out and, um, and established at some, you know, hopefully early on in the business, but if not, like certainly the best place to start is where you're at. (laughs) So so if you've been in business for a long time and things aren't working, like start today, start now. now. It's never too late. (laughs) As soon as you hear this podcast, go ahead and schedule a time to sit down and chat about that for sure. Yeah. 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 That is very true. Um, you know, and I think you, you bring up a great point, which is kind of understanding roles and responsibilities. Um, there's probably a lot of different pieces that we could talk about within that, but generally speaking, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on how to structure that? Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole podcast just on that. (laughs) For sure. Yes. Right. Like, and, um, this is probably an area that you have a little bit more experience with, but from what I have seen, like, it really doesn't matter what the roles you decide on, right? Like what that is, as long as you are communicating clearly about it and that you're both a hundred percent on board. Like, and this is where like being like what I call with my clients being radically honest, right? Like having those conversations and being very, very honest of like, okay, I don't think I can, I don't think I can emotionally handle you being a superior to me or, you know, or you having, I don't think it would be good in our relationship. If for that dynamic to, to be a play, is there some other way that we can structure this? Like being radically honest about your individual needs and what, um, and what you want from what your personal goals are from have in having this business and how, how that's going to fit together with your spouse's goals and what they want and being willing to kind of go through that wrestling process and figuring out and having it very clear and very defined. Better to do it early on. And right. Like you said, before there's a a situation that comes up where you do have all of your emotions that are coming in with it 
for sure right? Um, yeah. to sort all of that out. But yeah, so we, we were very lucky in my personal situation where uh, we, we complemented each other very well. And so his strengths and my strengths were very different. And fortunately, it was very easy for us to kind of divide that up and divide and conquer. And each of us knew what our roles were. And it was very clear. And when it came down to making a um, important decision, it really was determined based on who was kind of in charge of that particular department or that area of expertise. So we could each bring our very best selves to the situation. And we were very fortunate that it complemented my weaknesses and I did the same with him. Um, mm. And we didn't run into it a whole lot. So I guess I, I am curious from you when there is some overlap outside of the communicating when things come up, any thoughts on how to approach that situation when there's overlap or disagreement? Yeah, I think it's, you know, as with any kind of compromise, right, that you're that you're working through your with your spouse, like it's it's important like to to get really clear on what your need is. Yeah. Right? Like going into that conversation knowing exactly like, okay, I need to feel like you value my input or, you know, whatever the case may be, right. That's my need in this situation. So how can we structure this in a way to support my needs here? Because again, it's not just like, it's not just a business relationship, mm -hmm. right? You're going to have to go home <laughs> with this person. You're yeah. going to have to go home and, and, have uh, an intimate relationship with them, not just, yeah. you know, physical intimacy, but uh, although that certainly is an aspect, <laughs> Yeah, but there, but you have to like, um, you have to eat dinner with them or, you yes, know, make a raise kids children. Together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so it's, so, and one of the things that I see that kind of gets in the way of that a lot is, you know, you have, you're at the business and you're, and you're thinking, okay, like, it's a it's a business relationship, right? And it can be a little bit like cut and dry. And the one of the one of the best things about having a marriage relationship is that it isn't dry, <laughs> right? Like like you, there has to be that element of fun and yes. and affection and you know drawing together and like the messiness of life is yeah. what is great about your marriage because you get to experience all that messiness together. And so one of the biggest pitfalls that I see is people trying to separate that too much and say, okay, when we're at work, this is, this is who we are at work. And then when we're at home, this is who we are at home. And when we're talking about like clarity of roles, like that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're like, we want to bring in some of that affection and play into your business relationship too, right? We want those, the way you are interacting together to be as continuitous. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> you just invented it if it wasn't. <laughs> I want to have as much continuity as possible. Right. Right. And then bring the family life and the business in, into that established relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it is the, the fact is you've worked together all day. You've both experienced a lot of things and, and depending on what your business is, many times you may not even communicate with each other all day about what happened when you're both busy. 
and kind of reuniting at night over the kitchen table or while you're cooking or doing dishes might be your opportunity to catch up with each other. So you have to make that positive if you're bringing that into your household for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think there's kind of this old idea of like, well, don't bring don't bring business home, right? Like don't like no talking about business at the kitchen table. Right. Which, yeah. I mean, I have not found that that's beneficial. Right. <laughs> I mean, if that's where you have, if that's the place where you, the time and space that you have to talk about it, go ahead and talk about it. Like, yeah. like, I think, I think the best relationships that I've seen that have worked in this way are the people are, are the couples that, that have that strong sense of, of their relationship and, and then just kind of adding the business into it, as opposed to like, like what we were, like what I said earlier with the separation of this is our business relationship and this is our home relationship, right? It's just the relationship. I agree a hundred percent. And that's what we saw to be very successful too. And kind of pulling back some of the the, uh, points you made earlier about honesty. At some point, maybe one person's a little more wired up about work than the other one is, or, or maybe it's a stressful situation. And at some point, it's okay for the other person to say, okay, we need to stop now. Now we're going to shut it off and we're going to move on to go watch TV on the couch and not, not talk about this anymore. Let's all, let's just let this go. Yeah. Well, and really like, that's one of the best benefits of having a marriage and a business together, right? Is that your, your partner knows you to that, that degree that they can see, okay, we're not going to get anywhere at this point. So let's take a break because I know this person and I know their reactions and I know like their idiosyncrasies, you know? And so we're just going to take a break. We'll come back to it. Like, let's go watch some TV. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing for sure. Yeah. 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 When it's embraced properly. So what other, um, what other, when it comes to personalities and strengths and weaknesses and really sort of the day to day, what other advice do you have or, or opinions, thoughts? Yeah, this is like one of my favorite things (laughs) to do with my clients is like really, because really understanding your spouse and their personality and their strengths and their weaknesses. Like this is key to, to establishing those roles. Like we've been talking about, like you need to understand the, like who your spouse is and, and accept that, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we're like, we can see like their personalities and their quirks and things that we necessarily don't love. (laughs) And we're like, okay, well that needs to change. Like let's work on changing and improving that. But really it's when we see those and accept those and create the structure around it. Like that's really what's going to, to create a a situation that is beneficial for, for both of you. And like, we can do that in, in a lot of ways, like personally, like some of my, I love like doing like Myers-Briggs test or Enneagram, like these personality things. And of course there it's not none of, there is no personality test that's foolproof. Sure. So, but it's just kind of fun to play with and, or even like five love languages, right? Yep. Like any, any way that you can get to know your spouse and their preferences and the way that they're, um, reacting to situations. One of the things that I really like about Enneagram is that 
it's assigned like your Enneagram number. If you don't know, I know a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There's some, yeah. some do and don't. So share with us. Yeah. So Enneagram, and I'm not a professional with it, but Enneagram is it's, there are nine personality types and the basis of what your personality type is really based on your key motivations, which I think is so, uh, is so helpful to know what your spouse's key motivations are. Be aware like for, of it. Yes. And so, um, like, and, and it's, it's very equally like, it talks a lot about the strengths, but it also talks about like some of the weaknesses of each personality type. Yeah. Like for instance, I am an Enneagram nine, <laughs> which makes me a great life coach, <laughs> but it doesn't miss. I'm not like going to be a cutthroat business kind of person just because it's not in my personality type. Right. Like, and my key motivation as a nine is to really is create peace, right? Create peace and avoid conflict, which can be a blessing and a curse. <laughs> and it's one that I've, you know, had to be very aware of and learn how to work through because there's always conflict, right? There is no avoiding conflict. <laughs> and so anyway, and so like learning that about, first of all, like learning my own personality type yeah. has been massive in my own personal growth and, you know, in my business, right? Like learning how to, how to capitalize on that instead of trying to beat myself into submission and try to be something I'm not. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then on the flip side of that, like learning how, learning about my husband's yeah. personality type, which he is a six. And so, and the key motivations for a six are trying to, um, they, they are very concerned with like trying to, uh, manage the unknown, right? Okay. Like in un, not knowing what's coming, right. Is uh, drives a lot of their actions. And so like, once I understand that about my husband, it's like, ding. Oh, <laughs> right? It all makes like, sense now. <laughs> yeah. And, and so like some of the, whenever he is like coming to me and he's going through worst case scenarios about something, which was something, a trait that used to drive me crazy. I was like, why are you so pessimistic again? Because I'm coming from let's not engage in conflict, right? <laughs> like let's just create peace. And then he's coming <laughs> along but and like, stirring up all this conflict, which I was like, no, we can't do that. So then like, as, as we've kind of like, once I kind of realized, oh, that's just him. Like that's how he engages with the world, right? Like his, the way he creates safety for himself is by looking out for any possible thing that could go wrong. And, and so instead of like trying to change him, right. Trying to change that about him, it's like, okay, so what can we do? Like, how does this benefit me? Yeah. And, oh my gosh. It's benefited me in so many ways because like he's, whenever we go on vacation, he's the one who packs, 
for our family nice. because he, he is very aware of, you know, everything he, he plans for any worst any case scenario. <laughs> exactly. And so it's, you know, it's, so it's like, okay, so how can we use this? How can we capitalize? This is a strength that he has. So let's use that in a way that's going to benefit our family. That's going to benefit our relationship and, and the business. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you used it. You've used the term with me before zone of genius. And I just think that is a fantastic way of describing what you're talking about, really recognizing where that is, because it just helps you really appreciate what, what this person is contributing to your relationship and to your business that can be hard to find. You may not be able to find that person anywhere else on the planet, really. Yeah. And like, once you can do that, once you can get to that place of acceptance, that opens you up to more, a deeper level of like emotional intimacy, because then you're creating a culture of like a hundred percent acceptance in your marriage, which like, that's where the magic is. Like, that's where it thrives is when people come and can feel appreciated and accepted. Yeah. And I love, you said, um, you know, many times our blessings can be our curse. And I feel like we're all sort of, you know, becoming more, many of us are becoming more and more aware of that, especially as we get older or deeper into our businesses, that what works really well for us can also be a limiting factor. And when you can know that about yourself and accept that about yourself and each other, you can really help, help each other and support each other through that and keep each other in check for the benefit of the marriage and the business. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, like when this, when you can navigate this, which all of this, like all these things that we're talking about, these are all skills that can be learned, right? It's not like any of us come into marriage, like knowing how to do this perfectly, right? We, we can learn how to do any of these things. And when you kind of navigate those waters, you go through that wrestle, like that is one of the biggest benefits of being in business with your spouse is like, being with somebody who, who knows your zone of genius and a hundred percent appreciates it and, and, and has worked it. and trusts it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And like you said, communication is key and that just opens up the doors for even more improved, higher quality communication amongst each other and probably the rest of the company having yes. that, that accessibility and authenticity and vulnerability that really will help you have a stronger team. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think we can like emphasize that enough is that the, the culture of your marriage, especially if you like, you're the owners of the business, right? Like the culture of your marriage, like that's going to set the tone for the culture of the business. Like if you have employees and, and everything like that is, that's going to be the foundation for it. And so that's why we want to do this work, right? We want to lay that foundation so that it's, so you're setting yourself up for good and positive things, but also the business. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you, you and I know each other well enough that I am preaching culture constantly and it doesn't matter what the culture is, except that you need, it needs to be authentic to you and genuine to you. And you need to be very conscious and deliberate about what you're creating. And it's the same, it's the same and even more important in, in a business relationship, marriage like this situation or family business. Um, 
Cause it really sets the tone for the whole company and the success of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you said something else I thought was really fantastic too, that is really probably would help everyone feel a little better that nothing is ever perfect all the time. And right. you know, it's not always ideal. And sometimes you are going to disagree about some things and it won't go as smoothly as you like, and you might not get your way or whatever the right. case may be. And maybe that's just okay. Maybe yeah. that's just some days are bad days at work. It just comes with the territory. Yeah, no, I like, I like saying like, I love that you said like being intentional about like the culture that you're creating and, and yes, like nobody's going to do this a hundred percent of the time. And I think like, if we're aiming for like 80, 20, if like 80% of the time you're mostly on point, then I think you can create really great and amazing results with 80%, you know, and then if 20% of the time it's, it's a crapshoot, then <laughs> okay, you're, you're good. It's, we'll you know, that's, that's what it, that's what it is for, to be human. <laughs> so true, you know, and hopefully you have um, more frequent good days at the office when you do create a positive you know, spousal or marital or family business that way than you would anywhere else. And if you are able to do that, you know, good for you. Hopefully that's at least one of the reasons that you wanted to do that. Um, so there's so much opportunity to create it, but it doesn't just happen magically. It's something you need to, you need to work on. Yes. Yes, definitely. Intentionality is huge. Yeah. Okay. So if there's any words of wisdom and important takeaways that we want our listeners to hear right now, what, what would you say they might be? I would say to just like cultivate a feeling of fun, like make it fun. I mean, like nobody wants to be in a business where everybody is serious all the time. Nobody wants to be in a marriage. (laughs) where everybody is serious all the time. And like one of the key, just like really quick, one of the key things that I love talking about with my clients is that like, it's this um, tool that John Gottman talks a lot about and about like when things start to kind of get escalated, right? Like if you're having a a conversation where things get a little bit um, emotionally murky or, you know, that- <laughs> that w- we can like um there's oh gosh now i can't remember the the name of it like what he calls it but it's kind of a code almost okay. like it's kind of you have like this a uh, uh, action that kind of de-escalates the situation okay and one of my um favorite examples of this is that like it's it, like my husband and I, we were, I don't even remember what we were arguing about. Um, it must've been very important. I'm sure it he was, was wrong. very, very important. <laughs> yes, of course he was. And, um, and we were, uh, it was very early in our marriage. And so we were arguing about something and he just looked at me. He's like, well, you're just a big poopy head. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like, I can't like keep a straight face, you know, I bust up laughing and like, oh, it's, I remembered what John Gottman calls it. It's like a repair attempt. Okay. And so like, it's really important to have these like repair attempts in your marriage, like these kind of little 
little things that in that you have created created in your culture to like de-escalate some of those situations. So now, like whenever we're having like a, a heated conversation or something, one of us, if it just like gets to be too much, one of us is like, well, you're just a big poopy head. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, I mean, it's totally silly. Like, and it's just like one of those things that's just like, okay, it's just a reminder, like, okay, yes, things are kind of intense right now, but we both realize like we're in this together. We're like regardless of what happens here, like we're, we're, connected. we're connected. Yeah. 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 I love that. I wonder how many people are going to be, um, <laughs> using and adopting the new philosophy of you're just a big poopy head. You're just a big poopy head. <laughs> <laughs> I hope many, I'm I pretty love sure it. I'll be I love it. that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that can come in handy on a lot of areas of life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that just like creates, the, like it cultivates that feeling of fun. Yeah. And, like, and it just kind of sh- so just shocks you out of the thing you were in, the mode right. you were in. Yeah. 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 Would you say emotionally murky? Yeah. But anything yeah. when the, when the <laughs> waters are getting emotionally murky. <laughs> I love it. Totally. Yeah. I love it. Well, Jessica, I know that this is going to be so helpful for so many people. And I really can't just thank you enough and appreciate you enough for coming on here and joining me today and talking about all of this. Cause I do think it's such a valuable topic and I know you're passionate about marriages and relationships and, you know, making them the best they can be. And I do think this is a huge part of it. And if it allows more people to be willing to jump into the idea of yeah. a family business or a marital business, then I hope that we have, have accomplished something with that today too. So Oh, me too. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Super fun. And if you want more information, you can see Jessica Farmer coaching. She does have an amazing website. She is, can be found on Instagram and Facebook as well. You can find her. You will definitely find her (laughs) Jessica Farmer coaching. And, but thank you for being on the strive coaching studio podcast today. It was awesome. I hope you'll come and join us again. Another time. Of course. This will be awesome. I love what you're doing here. So thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Jessica. (laughs) Thanks for listening. For more great tips, visit us on strivecoachingstudio.com. 